Recently, it was announced to the world that the Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus would be rolling up its tents for the last time in May 2017. And while the circus is synonymous with P.T. Barnum today, in his day, Barnum was known for many other business ventures. The circus is something he just kind of fell into late in life. Barnum could be considered the Elon Musk or Richard Branson of his time, a self-made millionaire with his finger on the pulse of America. Barnum revolutionized the entertainment industry for a country that was just starting to have leisure time and didn't know what to do with it. But one thing he is not known for, but maybe he should be, are the many, many times a building that he owned burned down. I'm Tracy S. Morris, and I am not making this up. Now, as I mentioned before, Barnum didn't start out with the circus. His first venture of note was a museum of curiosities known as Barnum's American Museum, formerly Scudder's American Museum, in New York City. This museum would not be anything resembling what we know of a museum today. It's much closer to something you might see in the pages of Weekly World News, right alongside Bat Boy. Barnum filled his museum with curiosities such as the Siamese twins, Cheng and Ng, little people like General Tom Thumb, and things he called humbugs like the Fiji Mermaid, which he spelled F-E-E-J-E-E. -E -E. And it was really just an orangutan torso sewn onto a fish's tail. And I've seen the thing. It is really creepy looking. In 1864, a disgruntled Confederate arsonist attempted to burn down the American Museum. And side note, drunken Confederate arsonist sounds like it might be a bluegrass revival band, but certainly not one I would choose. So this incident occurred two weeks after the plot to burn down New York City that I talked about in my Edwin Booth podcast. If you don't want to go back and listen to that podcast, basically, Confederates tried to burn down New York City by starting fires in hotels all the way around the city. This was the exact same plot by the exact same guys two weeks later. One of the conspirators noticed that the American Museum was right across the street from the Astor House Hotel. At the time, Barnum was vocally anti-slavery, so the would-be arsonist walked right past the Astor Hotel into the museum, chucked an incendiary device, and walked out again. Now, there was real danger that people inside the museum might trample one another to get out. Like I've mentioned in my Edwin Booth podcast, fire codes were much laxer during that time period. But every patron made it out of the museum and the fire was put out without further incident. This would not be the case in 1865 when a furnace in an adjacent restaurant caught fire and burned the museum down to the ground. And during this time, Barnum was a member of the Connecticut House of Representatives. And because of this, some people thought that maybe the museum fire was another case of arson by the Confederates. Barnum rebuilt in a new location, but in 1869, fire again destroyed his museum. This particular fire happened during a cold front. As firemen battled to save the building, rivers of water formed icicles as they streamed out of windows and down ledges. Until the ice thawed, the burned-out museum looked like a giant gingerbread house. It was eerie. Once more, Confederates were suspected of arson in the building fire, but it's equally likely that an exploding boiler caused the fire. 
Boilers were new technology back then, and occasionally they just randomly blew up, apparently. And Barnum was very much a fan of newfangled technology, so he had a boiler heating his museum during that cold snap. His own tendency to be an early adopter might have cost him his museum. This time, the fire destroyed Barnum's menagerie of animals. Barnum wouldn't attempt to rebuild the museum. Instead, he transitioned into performance. He very briefly ran a theater on 14th Street, but take a drink. This, too, burned down due to a faulty boiler. So Barnum shifted his entertainment business into a new model, the circus. This, quote, adventure, end quote, was proposed to Barnum by a couple of Midwestern circus managers. And Barnum liked the idea because it would drum up attention for any museum he might want to be putting on in the future. So Barnum would pool his remaining museum attractions and his network of stage performers, and he would showcase them all together. The show would go on the road part-time to tap into that Midwestern market, and then it would come back to New York during the winter for a long engagement there. So in 1870, Barnum established <coughs> P.T. Barnum's Grand Traveling Museum, Menagerie, Caravan, and Hippodrome. The Hippodrome part of that was a building based out of a former rail depot, which was called Barnum's Roman Hippotheatron. This was to be the non-touring location of his traveling circus. The circus and Hippodrome were a success, but then on December 14, 1872, if you're playing a drinking game out of this, take another drink. Yet another fire brought Barnum still more tragedy. This fire was discovered at 4 o'clock in the morning. And by the time firefighters arrived, the fire was so hot they could not enter the building. Part of this was because the building was made of tin, which just made the heat so much more intense. It was like an oven in the building. Because it was the middle of the night, the animal keepers didn't have the keys to the cages, so despite the fact that people could see the animals in their cages, they could not get them out. All the animals in the building, including three elephants, a number of trained bears, lions, leopards, and dogs were all lost to the fire with their keepers looking on. I cannot imagine how heartbreaking that would have been. By now, Barnum was used to rebuilding. He regrouped and came back, building Madison Square Garden in the process. And the circus went through several name changes, never getting any shorter, before Barnum's circus merged with another circus, this one run by James Bailey and James Hutchison, to become <coughs> P.T. Barnum's greatest show on earth in the Great London Circus, Sanger's Royal British Menagerie, and the Grand International Allied Shows United, <sighs> which was eventually shortened to Barnum and Bailey's. No word why Hutchinson was left out of the name. Barnum himself died, not in a fire, but peacefully in his sleep on April 7, 1891. The evening of his death, he'd asked after that day's profits at the circus. Thank you for listening to I Am Not Making This Up. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much all the other directories now, so subscribe. If you like what you hear, leave a review with your preferred podcast service. That's how other listeners find us. For more bizarre stories I didn't make up and some that I did, go to my website, tracysmorris.com. I post something new every Monday. You can also subscribe to my newsletter and check out my short stories and novels there. 
And if you have an improbable history topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me an email at author at tracysmorris.com.